All right, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Loose Balls Podcast. I'm Cole. With me, as always, is Peyton. And this week, we're going to really focus on the NBA. We are at the All-Star break. All-Star game is happening this weekend, and there's a lot of questions going into the second half of the season, especially for some teams that have a bigger load of games with all the missed games with COVID. Um, We'll just say right now as well, we're not going to talk NFL this week. We know there's been a signing with J.J. Watt, but we will talk more about that when free agency starts in a couple weeks. I think it's March 17th that starts. We'll mm-hmm. address every rumor, every signing up to that point. But we're really going to talk about the All-Star game. We're going to talk about what we want to see or what we expect in the second half. And we'll get to our power rankings as always. Any first thoughts before we get going? No. Not really excited for All-Star Weekend, I guess. It's going to be weird, and I still think that they shouldn't have done it, really, but no, that'll be what I guess that's my one thing I want to say. Why do the All-Star game when you're having all these COVID issues? But Yeah, it's weird how they're doing it this year. If you don't know, they're doing all the All-Star activities in one day yeah. or basically in a few hours. They're, yeah. I think, all the Saturday night stuff is happening at halftime, I think. I think they're doing or the, some some's before the game, I think, and some's like halftime. And I think the dunk contest is halftime. Yeah, dunk contest is halftime. I think the three point competition and skills competition is pregame. Yeah, I think that's what they're gonna do. But it's interesting because obviously there's been players speaking out. Like LeBron was the first one to say there should be an All Star game. Then Yan mm-hmm. has kind of echoed what LeBron said. I'm sure others probably feel the same way. Just yeah. haven't said it. Obviously, Damian Lillard. We know about his ongoing situations for the last 18 months losing a lot of close people in his life and he's just not really mentally there mm-hmm. he will be at the all-star game but not participating in the three-point contest just he said for rest purposes mm-hmm. but for me it's kind of hard just to have an all-star game this year with all the circumstances i think players would much rather be spending this extra time with their families and just resting up rather than yeah being at an all-star game where god forbid someone could test positive and then it yeah kind of sets everyone back it just uh it just doesn't feel like super worth it to me and i think a lot of the all-star stuff you know comes with the crowd i know i a lot of people probably thought the same thing about just regular games in general but you know the hype for the dunk contest is a lot seeing the crowd reaction and seeing all the players on the sidelines getting hype about mm-hmm. dunks and i just i think it's gonna be weird seeing a guy go up for a dunk and you just hear silence you know or just that pumped-in fan noise. It's just yeah. not going to be the same, but that's just kind of the world we live in at this point. Yeah. And we're going to talk about each competition and just give our quick predictions of who we think is going to win or maybe a little dark horse competitor mm-hmm. in each one. How about we start with... Uh, let's go to the skills competition because it's three sure. bigs, three guards. I think it's Doncic, Sabonis, Vucevic, Randall. Chris Paul and I think Robert Covington for some reasons in that too. Yeah, and then which was, yeah, yeah, Covington is, which was really random. Like I've yeah. never seen Robert Covington dribble the ball once in my life. He's usually a, three, a catch and shoot guy, so we'll see how he does. I'm not really going to say he's a dark horse in that. I just think he's going to be a nice little quick elimination, get him out of there right away. Watch him win the whole thing. Yeah, watch him just. All that matters in that competition is that three-point shot and he's a good three-point shooter if he can get through that quick and just hit that three 
yeah, you're good to go. Yeah. That's all that matters. Uh, who's your pick to win that? I'm going with Luca. I think that he's just going to be in the moment of the whole all-star thing. He'll be out there doing his thing, and he'll get it done. I, I just think he's the, the fun pick for me because he's just like, he'll make it fun. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm more of a guy who wants to see the forwards win. Yeah. Because I think... These forwards in the in the skills competition right now are probably the most underappreciated players for mm-hmm. their respective teams. You talk about Julius Randle. Yeah. He's got the Knicks in a playoff spot. Uh, you talk about Vucevic. Yes, the Magic aren't doing so good, but they'd be the worst team probably without him. Without yeah. him. And then you've got Sabonis, who is a key piece to that Pacers team who is we're gonna Something. talk about later. <laughs> they're gonna be they're gonna be better, but yeah. he's a big piece there. I'm gonna go with Vucevic. I've always been a fan of him. I don't think many people know he was in Philly way back in the day. Then he went to Orlando. He was kind of the replacement of Dwight Howard after he left, and he's filled in that void really Mm -hmm. well. He's had a great year. Underrated passer. He's put up a couple triple doubles. Yeah. Um, He can hit the three. The pull-up three I'm not really sure about, but... Worried about a little bit of that speed, but yeah. all that matters, like I said, is that three-point shot, and I think Vucevic is a guy that he can be a little dark horse, and I hope that him or one of a big gets the W. Yeah. I think Randall has a really good shot to win, too. Mm-hmm. If I had to pick like another guy to pick, I'd probably go with Randall. I do think he has a good shot just because he's he's good at all that stuff. He can do all of that. The only thing, like he's probably the fastest of anybody out there. Because he can move, he's athletic, he's going to hit his passes most likely, and I don't, I trust him to knock down, at least just knock down a shot, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, <laughs> no kidding, hey. Uh, maybe you mentioned, I mentioned Chris Paul's name, but it's like, that's a guy you think, oh yeah, he's going to win. Yeah. He's never won a skills competition no. in his career. No. I don't know if Chris Paul would like, take it all that seriously, like he's probably just kind of doing it to do it. Yeah. Probably just there for... The festivities. Yeah. He's an all-star anyway, so might as well do something. He's uh, like an 11-time all-star now or something like that. Yeah, that's crazy. Hall of Famer. Yeah. Hope, like to see him win a title before his career's over, but... Hey, man, with the way Phoenix is playing, maybe he can. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're on fire right now. Um, Three-point contest. You've got Curry, Levine, Mike Conley, who's in for Booker because of a sprained knee. Yeah. Uh, Donald Mitchell. Yeah, Tatum and Jalen Brown are the other two. Yeah. Um, I think everyone's obvious pick would be Curry, but I know you and I think a little differently. Mm-hmm. Going Zach Levine. I'm going Zach Levine too. I think he he we know he likes this stuff. He's done the dunk contest twice. Should have only won once, mm-hmm. but won't talk about it. <laughs> won't talk about Aaron Gordon being completely robbed two years in a row. Yeah, <laughs> once by Dwayne Wade just wanting the night to end. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what just wanted to go home? Yeah, uh, I think that Zach Levine just likes doing this stuff, and he'll be excited in the moment. And he'll, you know, he's a good, he's an excellent shooter. I think a lot of people don't realize how good of a shooter Zach Levine is. So I'm expecting him to, if he doesn't win, he'll at the very least do very well. Yeah, I think he'll be in that. I think it's top three. Usually mm-hmm. you have that in the final round. Yeah, it'll probably be between him. Curry and I can't really see anyone else. Like I think mm. Conley would be a little dark horse because he's a good three point shooter. I can't see Mitchell doing well in this. No. I could see Jalen Brown doing well in this just because he'll be like 
again, another guy that's kind of in the moment and just wants to win. Mm-hmm. And he'll take it a little more seriously. Yeah. But I don't think he's a good enough shooter to win. But watch Curry just go in there and just wipe out Curry everybody. Curry could easily just go in there and completely destroy everybody in this field. You know, it's not necessarily the best shooters right now because it's mostly players that are actually in the all-star game that are mm-hmm. doing it, right? So it's, well, for the three-point contest, it is. They're just all-star players. So you don't just have necessarily three-point sharpshooters. You have better shooters on the all-star team. Yeah, And here at the Loose Balls podcast, we like to pick some underdogs and have a little fun with it. <laughs> so Zach Levine, do us proud, please. Zach. And then the dunk contest, and we've got a bunch of randos this year. Uh, Anthony Simons, yeah. Obi Toppin, who's the other? Um, I can't remember. Cassius Stanley from Pacers. <sighs> Has he even played a minute this year? He's played a bit. It's very much like when Diallo was in it and he was up and down from the G League, and I think he was a G League player when he won the dunk contest, but... Yeah, at least he played a little... Yeah. At, least he, I know, at least I noticed him on the court. Cassius Stanley, I've never even... I don't think he's playing much. I haven't heard his name at all this year, and even Obi Toppin hasn't been playing that much yeah. if not at all this year i think he's been up and down from the g league too if i'm not being correct i'm not actually sure there's a terrible pick saying that he might win rookie of the year i'm just gonna <laughs> say that right now I, I thought that he would get a lot of minutes in tib's system but apparently but i you forget thibodeau's veterans only 40 no minutes, young guys veterans only 40 minutes a night get Derek get Derek rose back yeah. and get involved somehow yeah but I, you and I agree again on this. We think Obi Toppin is going to win the dunk contest. Yeah. I think it's going to be very Blake Griffin-y where he just does these big power dunks and people really like it. Obviously, people like to see an, uh, like a smaller guy do some crazy stuff. So I think that a guy like Anthony Simons could win because he does have a lot of hops. He does. But I think that Toppin will just do some crazy stuff because he's probably got the most hops and he's also like 6'10". Yeah. So, he, he's a freak. Yeah. He's a freak of nature, and we've seen some of his dunks in college, mm-hmm. and he's doing his like, whole head above the rim sometimes, and yeah, he's yeah. a bit of a freak. Yeah, he's insane. It'll be fun to watch the dunk contest, even though it's three randos, mm-hmm. and like, it was kind of disappointing that Zion didn't want to do it, yeah. or a guy like, obviously, understand Aaron Gordon, a little salty. Yeah. Still, uh, even Zach Levine, maybe you thought maybe he would do it again, but mm-hmm. but it'll still be fun to watch for sure. And then you have the All Star Game. I don't know if I'm going to pay attention much Probably to it. Not. Who do you think won the draft though? Uh, if we're talking starting five, LeBron. I think it's KD. Think I like KD's K- picks. Really? I guess starting lineup was he he had to take Kyrie it's his teammate right so yeah, there's, that makes sense but then he rattles off and be the top ca- candidate for MVP Kawhi last year's all-star MVP and he's he's Kawhi Leonard like he's probably going to go out there and try his hardest cuz he just he's Kawhi he only has one setting yeah, yeah like he had he has a good starting lineup and then i think the reserves he won very easily the fact that he's subbed out though so you have Tatum in, and then Anthony Davis is out with Booker in, and now Booker's out, Conley's in. So he's been getting a lot of switching going on there. Yeah, I like LeBron's lineup, though. You've got Giannis. Giannis and Curry, obviously. Is Steph. Ridiculous. Doncic, Jokic, a top three MVP candidate. Yeah. So you've got a ridiculous starting five there. Yeah. And then James Harden's your top reserve. 
which is... No, Harden's on KD's team. Pretty sure Harden's on... KD picked Harden with the first in the reserve team. Did he? Because I that's his he... teammate. Did he? Yeah. I thought LeBron had him. No, and then I can't remember who LeBron picked first, but KD definitely has Harden. I know I... that for a fact. Does Durant have Ben Simmons? Yeah. Um, LeBron picked Dame with his first reserve oh, pick. Oh, okay. I think Durant picked Ben Simmons, though. Yeah, because then LeBron was going, oh, I want it. Oh, no, no. LeBron has Ben Simmons. I had to check this. Let's check. Because <laughs> uh, I said, got to take your Rich Paul guy. Oh, yeah, here we go. So we got Team LeBron, Giannis, Jalen Brown, Curry, Doncic, Paul George, uh, Rudy Gobert. That was his last pick. Jokic, Lillard. Paul, Sabonis, and Simmons. Okay. Yeah, yeah, well, he does have Harden. Yeah, that's a decent team for Durant, but I don't want to take Team LeBron. I'm taking Team Durant. I don't think Team LeBron's lost. I don't think LeBron's Probably not. I think he's undefeated in the All-Star festivities. Yeah, well, that was because Giannis was making some weird picks in his year. Yeah, he made he made some suspect picks last year. <laughs> yeah. That was a little sus. Uh, I found it funny, though, at the end when LeBron... We were asking, like, why are the Utah guys the last two to be picked? And LeBron's like, listen, no one ever plays video games and it's like, yeah, I want to pick Utah. And I 100% agree with LeBron because I hate Utah on NBA 2K. Yeah, the Utah. Chuck was getting mad at the Utah disrespect. Like, I, I that's fair, but LeBron, yeah, the I, two I love play, that comment. Best players on the best team in the league, last two picks in the draft. Maybe just a little saltiness towards... The Utah Jazz. Yeah. I don't know. But I found that comment hilarious because mm-hmm. I'm like 100% agree. No one goes on and just says, hey, yeah. I want to be a my career player on the Utah Jazz. <laughs> yeah, that's where I want to be. I'll give LeBron credit. He did a good job of like making his picks exciting too. Like He was hyping players up. And Katie was just kind of... Ch- he was like slouched back in his chair. He looked like he didn't even want to be there. He had his little toot gone. Yeah. Um, I mean, LeBron had a do-rag on, but... Do Ray Bronze, another yeah. another another person. Yeah, but it was yeah. funny. I always like the draft, the All Star draft every yeah, year. Yeah, it's fun. But yeah, that's that's pretty much the All Star break, mm-hmm. and a lot of questions going into the second half. And there's a few that I was, actually there's a quite a few that I have. Mm-hmm. The one I want to point out is San Antonio has got a terrible schedule because they missed so many games with the COVID restrictions. Yeah, and they've got so many back to backs, and they're in a playoff spot right now, but. Yeah, with how with how their team is built, it's kind of like you got your veterans and you've got a bunch of young guys. Yeah. Are they able to maintain that consistency and somehow sneak? What do you think they do? The Say they're a seven seed come trade deadline. Do you move players? Do you commit to it? San Antonio has never been the team to really trade anybody, though. Like you look at their history, they've always just had their players there. It's true. They're never someone's like, hey, we're going to trade our vets. Or we're going to go and get another guy yeah. unless they just sign a washed-up veteran. Like, Let's tra- say if it was you, if you're Greg Popovich, if you're – can't remember the GM's name right now, but do you move players if you're in, like, a low-seed position? And no, because Greg Popovich – No, because Popovich is currently chasing down the all-time win – coaching wins, so I'll be selfish and do that, but – if I'm, oh, it's, I think it's R.C. Buford. R.C. Buford, I knew it was something like if that. If I'm R.C. Buford, I'm kind of looking at this team and I'm thinking, what's the future looking like? Yeah. Because you do have 
you got your guards for the future. You got. I'm just thinking more with DeRozan, right? He's having a resurgence year. You could move him and get good value for him, but he, he, would you? He is on a last year of his contract. There's also Lamarcus Aldridge, who hasn't had a great year, to say the least. Yeah, and he's one guy you could maybe look to trade. Mm-hmm. But I mean, then you're you already kind of don't have many people in the front court. So yeah, that's one team I'm kind of looking out for. Also, I do want to shout out, again, DeMar DeRozan getting snubbed yet again with Mike Conley being put in. Yeah, I don't get No that. reason for Conley to be in over DeRozan. That's ridiculous. I don't get that because DeMar's averaging more points, rebounds. Maybe Conley's averaging more in assists, but, yeah. I mean, San Antonio. But DeRozan's also carrying yeah. a garbage team to a playoff yeah, spot. A team that wasn't supposed to, that at least we didn't say would even be yeah. close to the playoffs, and now they're in a sixth seed. Mm-hmm. And credit to them, they. But apparently, their kryptonite is Oklahoma City because they can't seem to beat the Thunder, who are turning into the greatest worst team I've ever seen. <laughs> they compete every single night and lose by like five points. Yeah, they're not doing that bad. They're still like fourteenth, I think, in the West. But they're winning more games than I thought they were. They're doing. A, they're going to doing a great job tanking. Mm-hmm. They're trying hard, but they're just not good enough. Yeah, love to see it. <laughs> uh, tank for Cade Cunningham because yeah. he's looking very nice in OK State. Oh, yeah. Um, another question I have is, in the top four teams in the East right now, who separates? Because you've kind of got, you, you obviously answer would be, yeah, Brooklyn's going to separate. But you've also got Philly, who's been consistent all year. You've got Milwaukee, who's picking it up now, now that they got Drew Holiday back. And Boston, they're kind of... On the edge of... Seems like they might be figuring things out. Seems like they're getting ready to figure things out with Kemba mm-hmm. back in the fray. But who are those top four teams kind of says, yeah, this is this is our conference, this is our year. I'm kind of looking for that. And mm-hmm. I still think yeah. it's Brooklyn. They still have no KD. And they're still... They're second now, I think. Because I think... or they're, uh, they're second. They're second. They're half a game back at Philly, I think. Yep. And... There's still no KD. Once KD is back, I think they're going to separate. Yeah. Uh, I would say Philly is going to separate, barring Embiid and Simmons stay healthy. Mm-hmm. I will say last offseason, I said, or my bull prediction was, one of Embiid and Simmons would not be back because I did not think that duo could work. Mm-hmm. But clearly, Doc has come in and they've figured out this situation and now they're in the best out of each player to the point where Embiid is an MVP candidate and Ben Simmons looks like a first team all NBA yeah. defender and he is doing his job every single night. Now you got two core pieces you can build around for the future and there's no way you would trade either of them now mm-hmm. the way they've been playing and they were they were very close to training Ben Simmons for to James Houston. Harden. Yeah. They were very close. They thought they had a trade. Yeah. And now they're first in the East, and Houston is in the gutter in the West. Yeah, Houston, I think are I think they're up to thirteen losses in a row now. Yeah, I feel bad for John Wall. Yeah, and Oladipo, I feel bad for both of those guys right yeah, now. For sure. I mean, my biggest question with the Sixers is a can Embiid stay healthy, and b if he does stay healthy, can he continue this all the way through a playoff run? Because he's a big dude who mm-hmm. has had a history of getting tired at the end of the year. So can he keep this up and keep this going 
all the way through a playoff run. Yeah. If you want to look at previous playoff series or previous playoffs, his first playoff, Embiid obviously had that eye injury, mm-hmm. and he had to wear that mask. That was regular season, though, but it obviously bothered him in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, the year after, he got he had the he was had that stomach illness or something and he had a he had a really nagging knee injury yeah. but even before the playoffs started and that obviously bothered him toward the point where Gasol literally clamped him up mm-hmm. and made him look terrible and then last year obviously he had to carry but he had to figure that he had some sort of injury because I think he was I think he had some sort of foot injury in that series but yeah he hasn't proven he can be healthy this year he finally has and look what he's doing yeah, I still I think that there's no reason to think that that team can't come out of the East. Um, I think that you put them in a series against the Bucks, they probably are able to shut down Giannis and do what all teams do to the Bucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that in a series against the Celtics, that I think they just outmatch the Celtics, especially Embiid down low against and kind of Boston. some undersized bigs on that team. Embiid goes off against Boston yeah. all the time. So I think that. They have the advantage over those teams for sure, but I think that Brooklyn is just so talented top to bottom that I don't know if you can beat them four times in seven games. Yeah, it's hard not to pick against Brooklyn at this point. Um, Kind of staying back in the East right now, you've got these bottom four, five, six, even seven teams. Mm Mm-hmm. Who separates to get to the New York Knicks? The top five. <laughs> Knicks are in fifth place right now. The New York Knicks. We had them, I think, 13th or 14th yeah, place. I had them in 13th. Oh, my goodness. And they're in fifth right now. Yeah. And they've won seven of 10. Miami's now at 500. They're all of a sudden in sixth place. You have Charlotte, who's been at 500 all year. Mm-hmm. Toronto, who's been sub 500, kind of mm-hmm. teetering. Chicago, who's also been sub 500. Indiana, who's been sub yeah. 500 all year, and then Atlanta, who's now starting to pick it up, and then Washington's also starting to pick it up. Yeah, I think it sounded like with Atlanta that the Lloyd Pierce thing. It sounds like him and Trey Young did not get along, yeah. so it might help the team getting him out of there. And Nate McMillan's a great coach. I still don't know how or why the Pacers fired him. Yeah, um, I think that Bjorkren's doing a good enough job in Indiana, For but sure. I also think that Nate McMillan is a good coach that they should have kept, so I don't see an issue with him no. stepping into Atlanta. I don't either. And um, if Trey Young, of all the people on your team, feels better about it, that's a good thing. So yeah. they can make a run, potentially. They're a team that I think is better than the record says. Yeah, they've just been banged up this year, yeah. too. They're the Raptors, too, obviously, better than that record. But they're another team. What do you do, potentially, if you're sitting in this spot? Do you maybe move Kyle Lowry? Like I mentioned that... Very early in the year, do you do it? I, I would say yes, do it. Because mm-hmm. there was a rumor that he wanted, if he want, was traded, he wants to go to Philly, which I think would be a fantastic fit for that team. Who does Philly trade? Probably like a Furcon Kortmaz or a draft pick because they can afford to do that with their record. Yeah. And they've got the pieces around them. They probably just trade a bunch of I think Lowry assets. be worth a low first-round pick if, the, if Philly knows they have a low first-round pick. Oh, they, they'll for sure, they for sure, they'll be at least be a second round team, maybe mm-hmm. a conference final team. So that pick will probably be between twenty four and thirty. Yeah, for sure. And the Raptors are just in a weird spot where 
it's just been inconsistent. You've got these players like Powell and Boucher who have been absolute bright spots, and Van yeah. Vliet's also been a bright spot for these boys. And then you've got Larry, who he's had his moments. And what, 18 or 19 assists the other night? Larry, yeah, like, yeah. He was unbelievable. And then you have Siakam, who's been probably, in my eyes, a disappointment this year. He's t- yeah, had, it's not like his numbers are bad. They're just not what you want him to be if you want him to be your star player, right? Yeah, your number one, your max contract guy. Mm-hmm. Um, do I see them making a run? I don't think so. Yeah. I kind of mentioned that earlier in the year, too. I'm like, no, nah, I don't think this Raptors team has that it factor. They don't have the pieces to... If, even if they luck out, I don't think they're to make it. I don't think they're going to win a playoff series. Yeah. But um, another... Team Indiana, they're banged up still. They're missing, um, they're missing Levert. They're yeah. missing TJ Warren still, and apparently Levert's on track to be yeah, back this to be back very soon. Apparently, which is shocking because he's just coming off cancer. Yeah, literally. of all things, <laughs> and he was also before coming off of what's it called a broken foot a yeah. couple years ago and he came back yeah, and he horrible lit, foot injury you let the world on fire mm-hmm. and this is another team where they're good but can they win a playoff series because they always get like a four or five seed and they can never seem yeah. to beat that one of those top four teams they always mm-hmm. it's not a disappointment but it's just it's just who they are it seems like yeah but just good but not good enough with brogdon sabonis and lavert if they're all healthy and playing well going in they can make a run like they're in the east they can make a run yeah they're they're all they'll be a tough out mm-hmm. it's not one will not be an easy series for whoever plays them yeah. for sure um chicago is kind of weird because it just depends on if levine gets moved or not yeah if he gets moved they're gonna fall they're playing without porter without marketing like yeah levine's the and kobe white are like the only players left Williams has obviously been a disappointment. Shocker. Yeah. Shocker. Uh, Charlotte's been fun to watch. Yeah. They, I think, weren't they a team you picked to get in the play-in? Yeah, I had them as the 10. But I also had the Wizards as the 7. Who Actually, the Wizards are kind of picking things up now. So Yeah, they're playing better. Yeah. They seem it, to... It might be too little too late, but... Yeah. They are picking things up and playing a lot better. Yeah, Russ and Beal seem to... Mm-hmm. I mean, just Russ and Beal on that team. They're carrying that whole but, team. Uh, that Charlotte team's young and exciting, and they, they're on an upward tra- trajectory due to like just having young players, you know? Yeah. And, and then you got Terry Rozier's playing out of his mind. He is. LaMelo's clear rookie of the year, I think, at this point. We'll say I picked LaMelo Ball to win yeah. rookie of the year. I think... Is he still coming off the bench, though? No, he's starting. He is starting they're both. They're starting him and Terry yeah. as the two guards, yeah, which is working sense. very nicely, actually. And then you got Gordon Hayward, who's having his best season probably since he was in Utah. Yeah, he is. And you got guys like P.J. Washington, uh, Miles Bridges. Like, you have a lot of good... Cody Zeller, who's been there forever. He also, he's a solid piece. You also have Malik Monk, who Malik gives Monk. you flashes. Like, he can... Inconsistent, but he can give you 40 if he, he really gets hot, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, but, yeah, I think if there's four teams, I'm like, they're, they're, they're going to split. Mm-hmm. It's Miami. It's Indiana. It is... I want to say Toronto because I did have him as a seven, and then that last team I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Charlotte. 
I like what I'm seeing from Charlotte. They've been playing as a team. They obviously love playing with each other. Yeah. They're they're, they're just so fun to watch and they're being they're competitive in all these great games. Like there's that one game the other day that I think they were down 7 with a, less than a minute left. Yeah. And they they beat the Canes and they got lucky with all those free throws in mm-hmm. that game, but they're pulling off games at the buzzer multiple no, yeah, times for this sure. year and it's a fun team to watch. Like mm-hmm. obviously they got swept or whoever they play, yeah. but they're they're an exciting team for the future just because of Lamella Ball and all that youth they have. Yeah, I also like their coach too. I like the whole system they kind of have going there. Yeah, he's they've got something brewing over there. MJ, MJ seems to yeah. maybe MJ's maybe better. Maybe he owner. might know what he's kind of doing, but I don't know if he has any say in what's going on. Yeah, maybe he's better than what we all thought he was. Yeah. Um, another questions for the NBA second half. Can Utah keep up their play? And I want to say no. Well, they're finally on a two-game slide. So, I don't know. Maybe they're starting to cool off. I could. I think they're going to probably be a top three seed just because of where they're at. Yeah. Unless they have a total collapse. But, you know, with the Clippers aren't playing great. The Lakers, obviously, AD's out. Like, they can still be a one seed because of all this going on. The only thing is Phoenix is right on your heels now because they're absolutely on fire. Mm-hmm. But I, I it's, it's hard. I don't I, know with Utah. I think they're going to do a, take a bit of a drop-off. Mm-hmm. I think a part of their record, and I'm not trying take credit away from Utah, I think a part of that record is teams coming in and thinking it's Utah. Like, they're good, but... It's not like they're good but not great. Yeah. But I think teams will be will come in more prepared to play against them, and they're going to give them their best shot because they're obviously record wise the best team in the NBA, and their yeah. teams are going to be ready to play them and want to beat them. Mm-hmm. So I think they're going to be more competitive games instead of them winning by ten plus, which they've been doing consistently all year long. Yeah. Um, that's the only reason. That's just the only reason I think they'll slow down a little bit. Yeah. I, I think they slow down. It's just where they finish. Yeah. Because they could easily still finish as the one seed, even if they do slow yeah. down. I think they'll be a top three seed for yeah. sure. I think their record at this point, even if they go on a bit of a slide, they still got built a bit of a gap between mm-hmm. the other teams that they'll be okay. Um, I have a question. What's that? What happens with the Lakers for the rest of the year? I think you have to load manage Anthony Davis. And I... Do you just say, fuck it, we don't care what seed we have, even if it's an eight and you got to go through the gauntlet? Well, you can't really do that because the top eight, like the bottom four teams are no joke. Mm-hmm. You've got Denver, who's down there still. Like I think they're up to six now. You've got yeah. Dallas, who... I think they're seven. They've got Luka. And Porzingis. Yeah. And you can, they've been playing better. You can't count them yeah, out. Yeah, Porzingis is slowly starting to play better, which is kind of what they need. Mm-hmm. You've got Golden State, who they have obviously Curry. Yeah. And you never know. And then Portland, who is yeah. shown like they can compete with very good teams. Yeah. So I don't think you can say, yeah, we're just going to tank the rest of the year. Because if you do, who knows? You might have to play a Clippers the first round. You might have to play a Denver the first round. Mm-hmm. You could have to play a Phoenix the first round, who. He's yeah. been playing with a lot of confidence recently. It's so hard in the West is why I like bring that up is because what happens if you rush back Anthony Davis and he gets hurt again? 
yeah, but yeah. is it worth risking being a super a low seed for what you would consider the Lakers and maybe having to play a really difficult first, second, and conference matchup, like going through the absolute gauntlet of the top of the Western Conference yeah. to just keep AD healthy? It just seems like a hard task for the Lakers to be able to do this. They're in a tough spot. Just because Anthony Davis, I don't know if he's going to be able to make it through another playoff run without getting somehow banged up. Mm-hmm. And if he gets banged up, then that's going to spell that's going to spell some trouble for the Lakers. Yep. And you can tell LeBron is chasing that all-time scoring record. It, mm-hmm. It's pretty obvious. He's shooting more threes than he ever has. He's playing more minutes than than people were expecting him to play. Yeah. Or probably what he was expecting to play. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think you just got to take this easy if you're the Lakers, but you still got to play hard. You can't just just mail it in with that AD. I think you got to get him back. Not soon, but you got to get him back before the season ends and get get him in the flow again because it's hard to come back after a month or so and just come in and play and be dominant again. Yeah. So it, it's definitely a good question because the Lakers, it's a tough spot to be in. Yeah. Um, another question I have is who separates – one of those bottom seeds because all four teams are playing better. Dallas, Denver, Golden State, and Portland when they're healthy. Mm-hmm. Which team or which teams are going to cause a team like Utah a lot of issues, a team like the Clippers some issues, the Lakers some issues, even Phoenix? Who's going to cause the most issues out of those bottom four teams? I think those four are a lock. To be those top the five six seven eights, I think that's mm-hmm. that's a given unless injuries or God forbid COVID. Yeah, uh, I'm. I want to say Dallas is the team that's gonna get going because Doncic has openly admitted he was out of shape. Yeah, he didn't expect the season to start till January, and now that we're in March, you can tell he's getting his legs back in yeah. back under him, and he's been playing a lot better as of late. Yeah, he kind of had to play himself into shape. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously Denver too. I, I like. I'd say Dallas, but if you're naming another one, it's Denver. When yeah. they're healthy, they're a top three team. Yeah. They should be a top three team, but they're not right now. But if they're going to be a low seed, they can cause somebody some serious issues. Yeah, they proved it last year. They they're not going to go down without a fight. Yeah, two three. And if comebacks. Murray comes out in the playoffs like he did last year. And Jokic is an MVP candidate, so you can't. No one can stop Jokic this year. Jokic and Embiid are unguardable completely this year. Yeah, you can't. You can only try and slow him down. Yeah, Jokic hits some shots where he just puts it up, and I'm like, "There's no way that's going in," and it hits nothing but net. <laughs> like, yeah, it, it's just one. It's just one of those guys where you look at him, you're like, "How is he this good?" Yeah, and he just goes out and gives you a casual 24, 25 with 12 yeah. boards and. Assists. He looks like a guy you just grabbed off the street because he was tall and you were like, he could play basketball. And then he comes out and he's one of the best players in the league. You can't argue he's not top 10, I think, at this point. Oh, he's top 10 for sure. And he's probably second in the MVP behind Embiid at this point, too. Yeah, you can argue LeBron. In I think there. LeBron's, those are the top three, probably. Embiid, oh, Jokic, LeBron. 100%. And then you got to throw in, I think, Curry. And Lillard in yeah. in that conversation. Maybe, probably Giannis as well. You got to throw in there. Yeah. 
even Harden because what he's doing with the Brooklyn yeah. Nets right now. Because that's not the best roster outside of Kyrie, Harden, and KD. No. And Harden is, I'd argue, it, the way he's playing right now, the best point guard in the NBA. And he is their point guard. Kyrie's their two guard. Yep. So Harden has just said, I'll be the point guard. I'm going to facilitate. I'll get my shots when I get them. And Kyrie's just shooting the ball every time he touches it. Yep. And it's going in a lot of the time. <laughs> yeah. And Which is, Kyrie's always kind of been a shooting guard that plays point guard. But now you have a point guard who's like more of a shooting guard in James Harden, so you can kind of make it work. And it's working really well for them. Yeah, Kyrie's stepped back and said, yeah, I'm the shooting guard. Yeah. You're the point guard. You pan- you handle the ball, and you get everyone involved. Mm-hmm. I'll do my job, I'll score. Yeah. And when Katie comes back, he'll be like, I'll do my job, I'm going to score as well, but I'm also going to play defense because I'm the tallest player on the team, yeah. and i got to block some shots in the paint. Katie will probably also take it easy for most of the rest of the regular season when he comes back because he knows his team can win when he's not playing. So when he's playing, whether he's playing at 100% or not, they're going to win a lot of games. <laughs> yeah, and it's crazy. He came back from an Achilles injury, and yeah. he's doing this good. He's, he's, averaging, he's averaging 30 a game, and he's yeah. shooting like 50% from the field still. And Yeah, I heard that part of the reason he decided to sign in Brooklyn with Kyrie instead of going to the Knicks was because he was worried that he wasn't going to be the same player when he came back. And here we are. He's arguably just as good as he was before. Hmm. Interesting. Which, with an Achilles injury, it's hard to tell if that player's ever going to be the same again. You look at a guy like Cousins, right? Like Yeah, he's never never be the been same. the same since that Achilles injury. Or a guy like Kobe, mm-hmm. where he had his Achilles injury. He came back, and he was still... He had his flashes. He had his moments, but he wasn't that consistent yeah. Kobe that you were used to seeing. Yeah. Pre-post-Achilles injury. Mm-hmm. Um, any other questions you have about second half of the season? Um... I have one more. I was going to say, like, biggest bright spot of the season so far, like, whether it's a team or a player, and then biggest disappointment, again, team, player, whatever. I think the biggest bright spot, like, or the biggest surprise, like, I, it's hard to argue against the New York Knicks. Yeah. I, I think it's what Thibodeau has done, because everyone sees Thibodeau coming, they're like, oh, God, here we go, 40 minutes a night for all your starters, you're just going to be a mediocre team out of the playoffs. Yeah. No. They've got Julius Randle, who's become a star mm-hmm. in New York. R.J. Barrett has taken a big leap in his second year as that number two. Mm-hmm. You drafted Emmanuel quickly, who is going to be a great bench player yeah. or a great two guard he's for the rest ta- of his career. He's played himself into the rookie of the year conversation. He has. He really has. You've also got. You haven't really played. Got to, had to play Obi Toppin much, but he's got so much mm-hmm. potential. I think he's. He looks like a Blake Griffin potentially. Yeah. And, you've also got. Derek Rose, who is coming, and he's played very well in that backup point guard spot. He says he's here to mentor these young guys, like quickly, like Barrett, and you can tell it's had an impact since he's been yeah. there. Um, you still, I'm still waiting for Kevin Knox to figure it out, but I think at this point <laughs> it was just a bad pick. Yeah, yeah, that was a tough pick. Not not picking Michael Porter Jr. I laughed at them, but I think that for me that's. I can't really pick up a bigger surprise or a, the best, the best. Yeah, guess, like the best, the best surprise. Yeah. Yeah, or just like the best part of the first half, which is seeing like New York playing well. Yeah, I would agree that it's also New York. I, if I'm gonna pick somebody else, it's gonna be the Spurs. Obviously, as a, a yeah. Raptors fan, seeing this resurgent of Demar Derozan mm-hmm. has been like really nice to see because I, there, I think there's a lot of Demar Derozan disrespect these past couple years. 
and he's playing, and they're still disrespecting him. He should be an all star, you know. But he's just seeing him have this year has been really nice and seeing the Spurs I always like seeing Spurs win it's hard to cheer against the Spurs with guys like Popovich and you mm-hmm. know Tim Duncan back in the day with his just blank expression all the time the most boring superstar of all time Tim Duncan like, it's hard to cheer against the Spurs and it's nice when you see a guy who you you know he's so beloved in Canada for all Raptors fans oh yeah you so to see him here. playing well is just fantastic for but sure the knicks and seeing especially julius randall who's another guy who got a lot of disrespect when he got that contract in new york to be carrying them to a playoff spot mm-hmm. and canadian rj barrett yeah like <laughs> coming into his own thibodeau really gave him the keys to the kingdom he said here's a lot of minutes go out there and play some games are going to be bad some games are going to be good but you just keep doing your thing and he's figuring it out absolutely that's a there have been a great story uh that's me biggest disappointment. Like that first thought would probably be the, the Wizards, mm-hmm. but I think for me the biggest, biggest disappointment has been, I guess there's two out of my mind. But for me, the one that maybe surprised me is Sacramento. Yeah, that's one team where they've got so much young talent. You've got Marvin Bagley, Darren Fox, Buddy Heald, um, Rashawn Holmes. He's been very good. Um, Tyrese Halliburton's been mm-hmm. a very good bright spot, but their record is not good. No, it's bad. And their defense is absolutely terrible. Luke Walton is not a good coach. Yeah. He went to he was in LA, did not prove he was a good coach, got a second chance in Sacramento, and they He's still not cannot a good coach. <laughs> he cannot win games. Yeah. They had a good start to the season, but now they've just gone to a fallen off. big slump. They had a ten game losing streak recently. Mm-hmm. And for me, I think they've been a very big disappointment and the other team I would say is Boston because before the, even the season started I'm like I think Boston can win the title this year and then seeing yeah. Brooklyn play I'm like no there's no way but I thought oh Boston's still going to be competitive they've been they've been inconsistent all year mm-hmm. and it's not it's not the typical Celtics that you used to seeing it's losing all these close games and they're choking in the fourth quarter where usually they're the opposite they're clutching the fourth they're making these comebacks they're closing games out but this year they just can't. They just can't seem to do it. And yeah, Tatum's been very inconsistent. I would argue Jalen Brown's their MVP right now. Yeah, I think that he is. Um, I was thinking the Kings just because I think that whether or not you know they were supposed to be top of the West, like they weren't, right? But they had higher expectations than what they're sitting at right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that that's definitely one that was on my mind. Um. Denver is another one who Jokic obviously has been unbelievable, but the rest of the team has not been impressive in the slightest. That's why they're not winning as many games as they have the past couple of years. Yeah. Um, but I'm also going to go a little off the board, and I'm going to say Minnesota. Okay. Um, just because they've been terrible. Mm-hmm. Like, absolutely terrible. I know Towns missed time, which is tough, but... This was a team that I don't think they were expecting to be this bad by any means. I think they were expecting to at least compete for a playoff spot or a play-in spot or whatever, you know. But they're, they've won, what, seven games all year? Like, they're terrible. Anthony Edwards has been up and down, but he's been pretty good. Yeah, Towns been in and out of the lineup, which sucks. 
haven't heard anything about D'Angelo Russell. He's just... He's been in and out of the lineup, too. Yeah, it's... And obviously, they fired their coach, and I, I think they just, they're the biggest mess in the NBA right now, and it doesn't look like it's going to get better yeah, anytime soon is why I just see it as, like, it's they're so down... They're down bad right now. They yeah. really are. And the number one pick this year is Cade Cunningham. You don't need another yeah. guard. So what are you gonna do if you get that number one? Pick? Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know what they do. I just I, every year I'm like, oh, they got so much talent. They could maybe you know get in there, and then every year they just disappoint me. Other than the Jimmy Butler year, obviously. But even then, they were an eight seed. Yeah. So they were an eight seed on the last. It took them an overtime game against yeah. Denver just to make the playoffs. They were, and they've shown like they were. I think a four or five seed when Jimmy was playing. He went out. They almost didn't make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Like he was the only reason. He was just beating that team. And he, I'm pretty sure he made Wiggins cry or something like that. Like, yeah. He just he's such a hard ass as Jimmy Butler. Like he just wants to win games. So it seems like maybe the culture is just not there. Yeah. And I don't think a, drafting a guy like Anthony Edwards helps. <laughs> no, with his personality, he's very cocky. He's very mm-hmm. rambunctious. Yeah. And just in all his interviews, like, he's a very funny guy. He, mm-hmm. Like, you like a personality like that, but sometimes it could be taken the wrong way. Yeah. Especially with older veteran players. Mm-hmm. They're kind of like, what are you, like, what are you doing, man? Seriously. They need to bring, like, they need to, like, hire KG and bring him in to just beat on all these young guys and make <laughs> Well, they actually, KG's actually trying to go for, be the owner, and I yeah. guess their proposal got, they're the, they got denied, yeah. so he was a little upset about it. Uh, but yeah, they're a mess. I would, I didn't even think about Minnesota, because I just thought they wouldn't be that great anyways, yeah. but yeah, they've been worse than, definitely. And just in terms of like, thought. it doesn't look like they have a lot of upside to this team. Like, yeah. Towns is unbelievable, but they can't win games. They have D'Lo, who's a legitimate number two or three in this league. Yep. And they just they can't pick up players. They can't win games. They can't seem to do anything correctly. Yeah. Well, we look at that year that Russell was on Brooklyn. They were a six seed. Mm-hmm. And they took game one off Philly. Yeah. And they were almost potentially going 2-2 back to Philly. He was a legit all-star and the number one player on that team that year. Yeah. And... But... It's just one of those things where yeah, Minnesota's gotta Minnesota's gotta figure it out. And probably not this year. Don't I don't know about next year. Cause I don't know what they do. Cause I, like, who wants to go play in Minnesota? That's what I mean. <laughs> what free agents it's like, not a free agent market. Who, what free agent wants to go to Minnesota and I'm like, Oh yeah, like you can play with towns, you can play with D but what else do mm-hmm. you have there? You have oh Josh Akugi. Oh yeah. you got Malik uh, Beasley who was having a career year and I think he's suspended now with the domestic violence charge. Yeah, I think he's about twenty games or something like yeah. that. And he was having a good year too, he was actually. Having a career year, we kind of shit on him for that contract he got, but yeah. I think he was averaging like twenty points per game. Yeah, he's a great three point shooter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so credit to him. But that's another bright spot. But yeah, they haven't been good. Not so bright spot now because he's suspended. But yeah, we <laughs> uh, guess my last question before I don't know if you have any else to say. Are the Phoenix Suns for real? You've got Paul. Booker, Aiton, who are that big three. And then you've got those pieces that have been fitting very well, like a Cameron Payne, mm-hmm. who has found a home after going through five, six Swaggy different teams. C. You've got Cam Johnson, who I really liked 
out of North Carolina. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a really good pick. Um, you've got Dario Saric, who's been... He's had his moments. Mm-hmm. He's a solid guy who can play at the three and play yeah. at the four. I mean, we obviously raved about Jay Crowder last week. Yeah, we raved. Uh, we always like Jay Crowder. Um, who else? Uh, Monty Williams. You gotta give a ton Mon- of Monty. Yeah. You gotta give a ton of credit to Monty. Going eight, they went eight and in the bubble. Yeah. And at this year, they're in a two seed. I think I heard the other day they're top ten in most offensive and defensive statistics, yeah. which usually leads to success, and it is leading to success right yeah. now. I think he was my dark horse pick for coach of the year. Um, yeah, he was. And I'd probably put him number two right now behind Quinn Snyder, who, because of Jazz's record, kind of seems like the runaway favorite at the moment. But It's hard to argue that, yeah. Yeah, but him and Doc Rivers are right there in terms of coach of the year. Monty's done an excellent job with that team. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're still a young team who's kind of based around your one or two vets and Paul and Crowder who kind of seem to be keep – they kind of feel like the glue of the team a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then, obviously, Booker's been playing incredibly – Chris Paul has been playing incredible. Those guys are both outside MVP candidates at this point. They've yeah. been playing great basketball. Um, Aiton's just huge and a monster in the paint, so yeah. <laughs> helps having a guy like that. How far do they go, though? Yeah, it depends what you're saying is for real. If you mean for real as in their top Western Conference team, then yeah, I do believe that they can be that team. If you are asking me for real in terms of do I think they can win the West, I don't think, at least not this year. Uh, do you think they can make a conference finals appearance? If they get the right um, teams against them, if they can maybe avoid a Lakers or a Clippers until that point, and then, you know, because I, I, I don't think they could beat both. They could beat one of those teams, though. They could catch one of those teams off guard. I don't think they can because, yeah, you can maybe catch them off guard one game, but as soon as that happens... Yeah. Then a guy like LeBron's like, yeah, no fucking around anymore. Maybe the Clippers you can catch off guard if they're quote unquote tired or fatigued. Management. Exactly. But that's the one team, too. It depends, though. I mean, when they needed to clutch up and win every game in the bubble last year, they did just that. That's true. And Booker looked like he was refusing to lose. Mm hmm. Yeah, that's true. Um, He's our generation's Kobe at this point. Yeah. That's all the questions I really have about second half of the season, unless you had anything to add. I only other note I had was Lamella Ball, easy rookie of the year. He's been a, unreal this year. Yeah, I think you got to give him rookie of the year. Actually, that's one question. Is Lamelo better than Lonzo? <laughs> um, depends. If you were talking about scoring, yes. Mm-hmm. If you're talking about playmaking, that's close. Because mm-hmm. Lamelo is flashy, but Lonzo also has... That ability, yeah. If you're, uh, if you're talking about defense, I think Lonzo is the better defender right now. But they're both unique in their own ways because they both do different things so well. And Lonzo, I think, is a free agent this upcoming year. Yeah, they didn't. uh, They didn't pick up his rookie deal. Rookie deal, his last year, or he didn't get his rookie extension. That's what it was. So I think he's a free agent either this year, the year after, or something. At the end of this year, he's a free agent. Be interesting to see who makes a run for him because he's going to have a good market. I think he's a point yeah. Guard I don't who, think he'll get paid a ton, but he'll have a market. He'll he can sh- he's shown he can shoot now. He's got a his jumper's better. He's a good facilitator. I just we thought he would be a great fit with the mm-hmm. Pelicans, what they have right now. But that Pelicans seems just a little dysfunctional right yeah. now. We didn't really talk about them, but 
Shout out Zion, by the Zion's way. Zion's playing incredible. Rest, rest of the team. I mean, Ingram's playing well, but... <laughs> rest of the team, not so much. Yeah. That Adams deal is kind of looking like a dud right now. Yeah. Because they kind of brought in a, a Zion-type player who's not as athletic, but all he can do is really rebound, and mm-hmm. that's really about it, so... Actually, one thing we should talk about is this uh, the potential bio market we have here. That's true. Because Blake Griffin just got bought out. Yes, Andre Drummond is about to get bought out. Sounds like Al Horford might get bought out. Um, there's a lot of big men, clearly. <laughs> Which is something that teams need. Like, the Lakers, one might use another big man yeah. for when AD is maybe not so healthy. Yeah. Uh, Brooklyn, obviously, for obvious reasons. Yeah. Um, I've heard that Brooklyn's the favorite to get Blake Griffin right now. Shocker. Yeah. I, I think it's the Lakers and the... The Nets that are the favorite to land Griffin. I mean, imagine whichever one of those teams gets Griffin, the other one's probably going to go get Drummond or something like that. So or you never know. Like Brooklyn could end up having a starting lineup by the end of Harden, Kyrie, Katie, Blake, and Drummond. Yeah. And then that's a wrap. It's over. No yeah. one is beating that team. Who's going to rebound over Drummond? Who's going yeah. to defend Katie? Yeah. Who's going to stop Harden from getting his thirty and ten? Who's going to stop Kyrie and his? Dribble, 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 dribble. And who's going to stop Blake Griffin? Like, yeah. Blake Griffin's still a legitimate player. He can shoot the three well. He's a yeah. decent rebounder. He can facilitate as well. Yeah. I heard a crazy stat the other day about Blake Griffin. He hasn't dunked in a game since 2019. Wow. Yeah. Part of that. And that's yeah. what he's known for. Well, I think he's decent no more knees. Yeah. His knees are just gone. They're gone. Yeah. That's, that's really interesting, though. Because, yeah, like, I know you mentioned it, it's like, yeah. yeah, when's the last time Blake's actually had a highlight dunk? Yeah, he hasn't had a dunk, any dunk, since 2019. That's crazy. That's insane, actually. Yeah. Huh. Any other questions you got, or are we good here? Uh, not that I can think of. It's going to be a very, very fun second, second half. half. A lot mm-hmm. of teams have more games to play to make up. Yeah. But hopefully COVID stays out of the way. It yeah. sounds like there's going to be no bubble for the playoffs. Adam Silver said he's optimistic. There's mm-hmm. no bubble, which is great. Fans are starting to slowly get back into game. Yeah, if they can get some fans in for the playoffs, that'd be nice. Even if it's 5,000, it's better yeah. than nothing. It's better than nothing. Like, you look at the Super Bowl this year, they had 22,000 people at the Super Bowl, which mm-hmm. there's usually over 100,000 people at a Super Bowl. So, like, it's still nice to see fans... In the games, hopefully socially distanced and in masks or vaccinated. That'd be nice, too. Exactly. But it'd be nice to see them getting some fans back in. For sure. For sure. I think that's going to about wrap it up for this week. Mm -hmm. Like we said before, we'll talk more NFL when free agency is starting to develop. It's more of a thing. I think March 17th, I said, is when it starts. And it might be slow this year Mm -hmm. just with all the... This, these trade rumors, like obviously, we didn't mention the Seahawks are now taking trades or taking offers for Russell Wilson, but mm-hmm. we will see what happens with that situation. And if something happens, we'll we'll obviously have some takes on it. Yeah. But yeah, till next week. Have a good one. Bye.